0: You can't have Carson Wentz play another game like he did at Washington in the opener and continue to start him. Jalen Hurts was drafted in the second round because unlike most of the football community, the Eagles believe that Jalen Hurts can be a a premier starter at some point in the NFL. He's a running quarterback. He played at Oklahoma, lost his job at Alabama, took them to a national championship game, lost his job to a more talented player who went you know, who went high, high, high in the draft. But yeah, Carson Wentz has one more clunker in a row before Jalen Hurts gets a chance.
1: That's Marcus Hayes, reporter for the Philadelphia Inquirer. It's certainly been a rocky start to the season for Eagles quarterback Carson Wentz. He's registered the worst back-to-back passer rating of his career through the first two weeks of this season. Is there signs of regression? Did Carson Wentz reach his ceiling in his full potential in that MVP run in 2017, before he tore his ACL. Should we hit the panic button right now, or is there more to come? I'm Anthony Wotton, and this is the Transatlantic Sports Show. Hey, Marcus. Good morning. I'll tell you what, man. You know what? My wife is quite jealous that I'm speaking to you, because a few months ago, we wrapped up the All or Nothing series, and then your face appeared right at the end and i'm going i know him i know that guy i speak to him so when i said well, i'm speaking to that guy from all or nothing she was very excited
0: well she's the only one she's the only wife in the world that's more that uh that is jealous that you know me
1: trust well, me <laughs> well, there you go you've got a fan you've got a fan this side of the pond <laughs> i'll point her into the direction of your fine work by the way thank you good man we got you on because this is titled worries with whence i saw your tweet. Last weekend, as everything was unfolding for the Philadelphia Eagles, seemingly their season, although we're not going to hit the panic button just yet, or are we? But I, I thought i got to get you on to, uh, to delve into this and talk about this a bit further, because the reading isn't great for Carson Wentz at the moment. It's...
0: It's astonishing that he has – the most remarkable thing that's happened in these two losses is the day after the second loss when Wentz played better than he did in the opener, but still not well enough to win, especially against a team like the Rams who they lost their second game to, is when asked about Carson Wentz's regression, Doug Peterson acknowledged that he'd regressed. Mm. That is just astonishing. And peterson a guy you know, the next day or two days later, Peterson was asked, you know, Carson's not making his layup throws. And Peterson came back with, there's no layup throw in the NFL. Have you ever been an NFL quarterback? So that's normal Doug Peterson. Abnormal Doug Peterson is, yeah, Carson's regressing. We don't We don't know how to stop it. <laughs>
1: it's, it's so difficult to watch, isn't it? Because you go back to 2017 and he had his MVP-nominated run and then we know what happened, ironically, against the Rams in that game. But it appears, as though, he reached his ceiling three years ago and this is a guy who's yet to reach his prime as a quarterback. Can you put your finger on the problem? I guess that's the million-dollar question.
0: Oh, absolutely. It's... Uh... The, what happened after the 2017 season when they won the Super Bowl with Carson watching from the uh, sidelines as the backup won the Super Bowl, what happened after that is a guy named Josh McDaniel backed out of a job in Indianapolis. That job fell to Frank Reich, who was the Eagles offensive coordinator. Now, before that, a guy named John DiFilippo who was the quarterback's coach, who really taught Carson how to play in the NFL, is very much a taskmaster, he accepted a job as offense coordinator with uh, the Jacksonville Jag- or with the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, I believe, and it was just—I don't know—it was kind of the perfect storm of leaving Carson high and dry. So no John D. Filippo, no Frank Reich. Doug Peterson has the co- team to coach, and they hired they they promoted from within badly. They promoted a wide receivers coach named Al Grow or Mike Grow, whose dad Al was a college and pro coach, and really the only reason Mike got into coaching. So Carson has been badly and ineffectually coached for the past really you know two seasons, going on three. That's the, that's the problem to put the finger on.
1: Yeah, well, he was asked about it this week, wasn't he? On Wednesday, Carson went in his uh, Zoom interview wasn't the longest of um, of news conferences, but he gave the usual stuff, you know, I'm confident in myself, confident in the team, etc. But he doesn't look too confident when it comes to Sunday, does he?
0: He keeps making the same mistakes, and it's true in all sports. You see guys in, in baseball swinging too hard at pitches that aren't in the strike zone because they want to be a hero. You see guys in, in soccer you know, taking kicks well outside the box because they want to be a hero um, or putting on moves in the corner you know, one too many touches because they want to be a hero. He wants to be the hero, and he admitted that Wednesday in his news conference. He said, you know, that's a throw I just can't make, and it's a decision I can't make, and he's right. He, he's right and he's wrong. He could have made the throw a half beat sooner, but when he threw it, he shouldn't have thrown it and it was intercepted, in the end zone, and it was really at least a six-point swing because the Rams drove down and kicked their field goal. The Eagles could have had three points with their field goal, but it might have been a ten-point swing because maybe the Eagles score seven and the Rams don't score any. You know, so uh, it, it, he's losing them games. There's no if ands, or buts about. There's nothing. There's no other sport where one guy has so much impact with poor play except maybe goalie and hockey and soccer Mm. and you you can you can work around those guys but the quarterback eventually has to throw the ball if he throws it away you're generally going to lose
1: just put a bit of perspective on it Carson Wentz has turned the ball over an NFL high five times this season we're only two games in four interceptions one fumble lost he's already more than halfway to his interception total of seven from the 2019 season
0: yeah, it's uh and it's just bad decisions. It's not guys are running the wrong routes, there's miscommunication, you know, balls are popping off the hands of the receiver and into the arms of the defender. These are all on Carson Wentz. Either they're bad throws or he's telegraphing his throw. He's, you know, looking at the receiver from the time the ball is snapped to the time he throws it so the defensive backs can key on Carson. It, it, there's no bad luck involved in this. There's actually some good luck involved because he could have had two or three more, and he's also taken f- five sacks that he really doesn't didn't need to take. You know, in football, if you are if you have a like a mental clock going off in your head, and you sense pressure, you get rid of the ball. And there are certain situations where you just get rid of the ball. Um, it, it's kind of a you know uh, an automatic. If you see this, boom, the ball gets thrown away. Yeah. He took eight sacks in the first week. Four or five, depending on how harshly you want to grade him, were on him. And that's bad on a, in a lot of levels. As you mentioned, he's fumbled the ball uh, twice, once and lost it. But also, it puts your team in, it knocks you out of field goal range, which it did once at Washington. It demoralizes the offensive line. It demoralizes the offense. A sack usually ends a drive. It costs you a series. And if you get sacked eight times Mm. you know you maybe you're getting sacked more than once on the same series but if you get sacked eight times that means the defense comes out sooner the offense has wasted a play and maybe a whole series and when it's on the quarterback it's unforgivable
1: when you look at the box score and the statistics and you see the sacks and you can point the finger at the offensive line and there's been a lot of talk about how poor the eagles offensive line has been so far this season but you're saying there a lot of those sacks were on him so is the offensive line not as bad in Philly as some may suggest
0: it was pretty bad in the first game but it's sort of a moving it's sort of a what do you call a performance art at this point you don't know what you're going to get with guys moving around they replaced they uh, they have replaced all of the positions at least once except once or five positions. There have been no one's played more than like one game and prepared for more than one game at that position except Jason Peters who plays left tackle but were prepared all year to play a different position right guard and Jason Kelsey the center and Jason Peters didn't play well in the first game and so the first game they didn't play well the second game they gave up no sacks they gained a hundred yards on the ground the, they played spectacularly well against Aaron Donald, who's the best player in the National Football League, even though he plays defensive tackle, you know, right over the center, right in the middle of the field. He's a spectacularly good player, one of the greatest players in the history of the NFL. They gave up no sacks to that team. So the offensive line wasn't the issue all the time against Washington and wasn't the issue at all against Los Angeles.
1: And the Eagles, you know, they're lining up a lot of 12 personnel. And it looks like what we have seen is a lot of teams targeting Zach Ertz, taking him out of the game, and then forcing Wentz to make the decision, saying, okay, look, we've got rid of your your main target here. You're going to have to beat us another way. Granted, they've got Dallas Goddard, who is a fantastic tight end, but do you think the wide receivers have got to step up more, or is he missing those wide receivers?
0: Well, it's kind of a weird dynamic they have with the wide receivers right now because alshon jeffrey their number one receiver is hurt and won't come back for a few more weeks deshaun jackson isn't the kind of guy he's a fast guy he's not the kind of guy who can you know sort of play all the time he's real small they have a rookie named jalen rager who is another small fast guy but was playing a lot but he now has a thumb injury and they have a guy named JJ White Whiteside, who's a second year, second round pick who isn't playing well at all. So he could have better receivers, mm. but between Ertz Goddard and their running back, Miles Sanders, they have a very, very good attack.
1: Well they, they do, have, yeah.
0: Yeah, they have okay. a they they Carson doesn't need more weapons. Carson needs to be a better weapon.
1: Well, look, I mean, you only have to watch last season's All or Nothing, Uh, as we discussed at the the, the top of the episode, but focusing on that Philadelphia sports market, and they certainly focused on that in great detail during that series, and we know how brutal that sports market can be. You are a journalist within that sports market. Are fans in Philly pushing the panic button now, or are they about to trigger it if things start to get worse?
0: Well, the atmosphere here is interesting because the Phillies have just fallen out of the playoff spot. The Sixers fired their head coach because uh, right after the playoffs when they got bounced in the first round and the Flyers were relatively (laughs) disappointed in their playoff (laughs) run. So the Eagles, uh, they're almost benefiting from apathy and disgust from the other team, concentrated on the other teams because they weren't really expecting them to go to the Super Bowl this year. I would say about half of the, the the fan base is enraged. I'd say about twenty five percent is hopeful, and about twenty five percent doesn't care. And that's the worst. That's the worst thing. As you know in sports, when you're when you're when you when you're indifferent to what's going on, that's uh, that's a poison pill for for any sort of sports town.
1: Well, lose to the Bengals, then what? So that's who they well,
0: got next. Yeah. You got the Bengals, and then you've got at, at your at San Francisco. However, the Bengals are not very good. Joe Burrow is their quarterback. He's a rookie. He's going to make mistakes, especially on the road. And then they go to uh, they go to San Francisco, where the quarterback uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, the best defensive player Nick Bosa, and both running backs are injured right now. So Garoppolo will probably play. But if you lose your running attack and your best defender, you're not the same team that represented the national the, the national. Uh, uh football conference in the super bowl the year before you're just not so those are two winnable games and if they're two and two in two weeks the town is happy mm. and the season looks different
1: the bengals they've lost 14 consecutive road games dating back to october 2018 so there's hope there however philadelphia are winless in its last four games against cincinnati they're oh three and one which dates back to a 16-7 victory on christmas eve 2000.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a strange matchup, but I'm pretty sure they don't have Vonte's perfect the crazy linebacker. <laughs> there
1: we go, yeah, that's so,
0: right. <laughs> so they, they got a shot.
1: Yeah, and as you said there, after Cincy, they've got the Niners, but then they've got the Steelers, the Ravens, the Giants, and the Cowboys. Then it's the bye week. I mean, how long a leash does uh, Doug Peterson have?
0: You, you, can't, you can't have Carson Wentz play another game like he did at Washington in the opener and continue to start him. Jalen Hurts was... Drafted in the second round because, unlike most of the football community, the Eagles believe that Jalen Hurts can be a, a premier starter at some point in the NFL. He's a running quarterback. He played at Oklahoma, lost his job at Alabama, took them to a national championship game, lost their lost his job to um, a more talented player who went, you know, who went high, high, high in the draft. But, yeah, Carson Wentz has one more clunker in a row before Jalen Hurts gets a chance. And that that'd be quite a quite a thing. Carson Hurts just signed a five year hundred and twenty eight million dollar contract of this time last year, about eighteen months ago, and this is when it kicks in. And he'll be the the highest paid non starting quarterback oh. in the league. Probably the highest paid non starting quarterback in league history.
1: What do you think which defeat do you think hurt the most from the two defeats so far? Oh, It's got to be oh, seventeen nothing. Devastating. Yeah,
0: they hadn't lost to Washington in a, in a dog's age. Um, they're up seventeen nothing. You know, late in the second quarter, and he lost the game. That's when he threw his two interceptions, took four sacks, and lost the game. He was just—he was—it was almost as if he was trying to lose the game, and he wasn't. But he could not have lost the game any more convincingly or thoroughly had he been paid.
1: It's almost as if he's been playing for the Phillies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he, well, he does throw a lot, he throws badly, so he could, be one of their, he could be one of their relief pitchers, that's for sure.
1: Absolutely, man. Look, before you go, how's the COVID situation over there in the city of brotherly love?
0: Um, in the, It's weird. I live in the suburbs, but I go to the city a lot, so I get a good cross-section. In the suburbs, it's starting to burble a little bit again, but we, we've sent kids back to school to different degrees. That might be an issue. It's getting a little colder. People are becoming a little bit less responsible. Um, they'll go out with a mask and then take it, take it off, uh, uh, you know, without thinking. Uh, and not wash their hands and things like that. So, But in the city, things are really like four months behind the rest of the world because they were locked down much longer. So all of the wounds are still pretty fresh in Philadelphia proper. So it'll be interesting to see how things go, especially as the election comes along, see how the numbers affect the election. Uh, Our our presidential election is Mm. uh, in early November, and things are sort of heating up with, with that right now.
1: Yeah, we saw Carson Wentz's lookalike Prince Harry in uh make causing a bit of a dispute, I think, controversially, um, in his video message earlier this week. I don't think it's gone down too well with the Royals over here. <laughs> grandma is well, the head of state
0: ask the royal if he, if he can throw a deep out because uh, they might be able to smuggle him onto the roster
1: dude <laughs> fantastic look Marcus always great to have you on uh, stay safe and well out there and um, no doubt we'll hook up again at some point this season thanks Anthony my thanks to Marcus Hayes from the Philadelphia Inquirer check him out on Twitter he is at ink some of the work that he does around Philly sports is phenomenal to say the least. And great to have spotted him at the end of All or Nothing. If you haven't seen the series, stick it on, and then you can see exactly what we're talking about. And right there at the end, almost as if he was the headline act, one of the last people you see in the whole of the All or Nothing series is that man, Marcus Hayes. Thank you so much for listening to the transatlantic sports show hopefully you are subscribing you can go and hit the subscribe button in just a moment because you're not going to want to miss what's coming up later this week in fact you'll probably find it tomorrow or it's probably going to be there if you haven't downloaded this one because you haven't subscribed straight away if you know what i mean but we've got our fantasy football week three preview And there was a lot of ACL tears last week. And if you were picking quite high in your fantasy draft, you're going to have some star players out. So what you're going to do, our man from Pro Football Network, Andrew Jordan, he's the fantasy analyst and editor. He is our fantasy guru. He has got the waiver wire nailed for you, quite frankly, and you're not going to want to miss that ahead of week three. I'm Anthony Wotton. You can follow me on Twitter at ARWoodson. That's W-O-O-T-T-O-N. We continue to bring you great guests and great pundits, just like Marcus Hayes there, just like Andrew Jordan, our fantasy expert. And just like in recent weeks, we've had Jason Bell on the program, Marlon favorite, and some top players as well from around the league. So stay safe, stay well, stay socially distanced. And until next time... (laughs)